Well, hi, Sasha Black. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're standing. You're not usually standing when I see you. No, I tweaked my back like 10 minutes ago. No. Do you want to do this yeah. later? People no, will understand. It does not have no, to go I like. I munched painkillers. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, it'll be fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the funny thing is like why is it that we we tip one day into our 30s and shit breaks like <laughs> do you want to know how it happened this is so yes, embarrassing please. like I I just stood up from going for a wee and my shorts <laughs> were around by my ankles and I got like halfway up and I was like oh shit oh no you And I was like clinging to the sink, like, please don't come off the wall. (laughs) I literally couldn't, I couldn't get all the way up because something went in my back. Anyway. Have you had this happen before? Yes. I do loads of exercise. So like I'm injured all of the time. Like what is it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't use it, it doesn't break. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I was literally only in the chiropractor last weekend. Oh, no. I just like what's the fucking I, point I will say there was one time when I was I was also on the toilet and I twisted just to reach for some toilet paper done I lived alone and it actually turned out that I'd torn an intercostal rib and like I had to go <laughs> there's nothing they could do but it was so much pain <laughs> so long oh, but oh, I was doing tons of yoga then. I mean, I think it is like we, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> Seriously, every time I've done yoga. So I'm like, I'm really bendy, like really unnaturally bendy. I'm not like contortionist bend, but like for your average, like mid thirties woman, I bend very well. And um, yoga was always a problem for me yeah. because I would overbend and like injure myself. My party trick when I was pregnant, when I was nine months pregnant, pregnant, I could still do the splits. That was my party oh. trick. <laughs> that is asking for trouble. I know. Right? Begging for trouble. <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah. you're in pain though. So is this a, but, but now we have to go to like logistics and you know, like process stuff. Is this a rising desk that you have or did you just put your computer on a box or what do you do? No, no, I have, um, I think it's called Purus or something. And it's like, it's like um, a glass desk and you can write on it in chalk pen. So if <gasps> ever I'm in a meeting, I know it's so cool. If ever I'm in a meeting and like, I'm like, oh shit, I need to write this down and I don't have a post-it. I mean, I always have a post-it, but if I didn't <laughs> have a post-it, <laughs> I, I just write on it in chalk pen. It's so fun. Mm. I'm trying to figure out how I can make that work here. Now I could just get a piece of glass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or perspex over the top of your, just like get a piece of perspex cut and then just put it straight over your desk. It's literally the best thing ever. I'm always writing notes on it. Because I'm always writing stupid notes and I don't, I actually, this is going to sound stupid, but I hate to waste a post-it on them. Like I'd rather. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So just write it on your desk. Always have glass cleaner um, and make sure that the cats don't go on the desk whilst the chalk pen's still wet, (laughs) especially if they have white fur (laughs) and your pen's neon. (laughs) I believe that's the voice of experience I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides the back, how are you? How has this month been? I'm I'm rather I feel like we should start with excited. you. <laughs> okay, we'll start with me because I'm easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How <laughs> are you? I'm good. I am let's see, I 
finished the revision on the parts of the memoir that I want to send to my agent. And I'm just waiting to hear back from a beta reader before I send that. And I've been doing my 500 words daily, but they, they're, they're like turning into a thousand words, but you know, I only do it like three or four times a week, but it's just adding up so fast. It's, it's just such a rush to do that. Um, I launched a new Patreon level um, called Rachel says, Rachel says plan. And that's been where we start tomorrow, which is the first here in New Zealand. And um, it is, I'm just going to help people plan their writing. That's all it is. Like, that's my Sounds favorite amazing. thing to do. I'll give them like a PDF to plan their month and then they will have accountability and they will go in and talk about it. And then at the middle of the month, we'll do the famous patent and Rachel rejigger dance where everybody goes, I failed to hit my goals. And Rachel says, that's great. That's what you do. That's part of the, that's part of your job. So now how are you going to rejigger to the end of the month? And then at the end of the month, we'll have like a little, um, think about it, a little restructuring, and then we'll start the next month. And there will be a Q and a, um, just for them, a live Q and a on zoom for them. And that's, and it just, it feels so good because I, uh, I've been trying to make different levels for different price points because not everybody can afford the 90 day classes. And this is beyond just a $7 book. This is, uh, this is $25 a month to, to plan. And it's what I get so excited about. And it's what I get so excited about screwing up so often. So I love that. One, One of the reasons I plan on a whiteboard um, and that I have a calendar whiteboard. So I have a, a whiteboard that is that has a blank calendar on it. It's because I fucking change the plan like mm-hmm. every month, more or less. Like literally, like I literally just messaged somebody today and was like, well, I'm gonna have to redo my production schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, this is like the fourth time I've done it since I brought the uh, whiteboard. And the whiteboard isn't even that lot that old. So like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. It's just it's, uh, we're all just so damn optimistic. <laughs> yes. We have to be these, these hopeful unicorns full of hope in order to be a writer. I I truly believe that. And I think that, I mean, haven't you seen that? Like every single book you start, you hope that it'll be the best book you ever wrote. And every book that you finish and publish, it's going to be the best selling that's ever been. But it also almost doesn't matter because you're already on to the next thing. Yeah. At least that's what I find. Yeah. But it's just continual... Yeah hope and continual optimism that continues to backfill. And, um, and maybe someday we'll talk about what, you know, what happens when it stops backfilling, but for me so far, it's still doing it. I love it. I'm so excited for you. I can't believe you've done all of that in like a month. (laughs) It doesn't feel like that much. It feels like I should have done much more. And I know that sounds like a lot. (laughs) Where are we? Because like you had exciting news. Did we talk about that? Oh, we we never talked about the official exciting news, which is out now because it hit Publishers Marketplace that I sold the Seven Miracles of Beatrix Holland to Grand Central Press at auction. So amazing. Amazing. Very proud of you. Very exciting. I can say those words. And you know, that's the book that I was writing last year when we were chatting and, and, um, and that was like, I wrote it, I wrote and edited the whole thing in 11 weeks. It was so satisfying and it was so much fun. And it's the bit, it's been the book I've loved writing the most and it, you know, and it showed and I just got out of my own damn way. And you did the exact, you were doing the exact same thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, and cause, cause this is episode 12, right? I think so. <gasps> I think this might be your birthday. <laughs> oh, I love it. I and believe- you have had a whole like career 
switch pivot <laughs> into this brand new pen name and this brand new world and which is yeah it's making inroads like I can't believe I, I like look it's not gonna make me a millionaire but it's definitely making me happy so um yeah I'm I'm like really pleased with what it's doing and like the nice thing about it is that it's um like obviously when launches happen you get a nice big spike and then they then that spike dies down in terms of numbers of orders and things but it's actually settling at a really reasonable amount like it's not like I say it's not making me millions but it's making me thousands and you know like that is that is life-changing to me yes that (laughs) is what you needed to be yeah like and even if each book you know only brings in like a certain amount each month actually as once you've got a second one, once you've got a third one, that's like mm-hmm. a really like legit baseline for fiction income. And yes. um, which brings me, I know I haven't responded to how are you, which I will answer in a second, but because it's our one year and because um, it's halfway through the year, I went back and listened to the episode at the beginning of the year. Oh my <laughs> God, that's horrible. You're a horrible I know, person. I'm an awful you. person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to answer how I am, fucking tired is the answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like not in a good way tired like no. I'm not really okay <laughs> like, I uh, oh I'm very glad we're talking about it then yeah I I have like withdrawn a bit from like multiple areas just because I cannot anymore mm-hmm. um and I think what has happened I I don't we haven't had a holiday in four years we've had trips but that's different to a holiday. Sometimes trips are not holidays. Trips are work. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and so that is one thing that has caused this. The other thing is like working too many ridiculous hours, taking on too many things, saying yes to too many things. Um, you know, freelance was also quite a big chunk of hours and stuff. Mm. Um, and you know, I was doing all of those hours, but then I was also trying to run a full-time business at the same time. And like, all that does is mean that I work until 10 30 every single night for like the last four years. That's and not sustainable. It's apparently not sustainable. <laughs> so um, yeah, I would say about a month ago, I knew I was tipping. I don't feel creatively in burnout, but it's more of a physical exhaustion. Mm. Um, so yeah, I have had to, and really dramatically in the last two weeks, like, actually take some just days off and like not oh um, and then, um like a like a human like a human being so I did <laughs> then realize that I hadn't actually really taken like any time off that wasn't like on a trip or out of the country or like you know um specific like childcare day or like holiday right. family uh like Christmas or and stuff like that um and like most people get like in the UK, like, you know, four weeks of holiday a year. And um, so, yeah, I haven't really done that for four years. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm um, really tired. <laughs> um, but it's a problem when you love your job, right? And it's fun. Yes. Yeah. But because you don't feel like you need a holiday, except apparently you do. For me, it's actually work. It is work I assigned myself. And because that's the only way I could do it is if I say this is your one job today to not work and it's actual work, but that helps. So if, so what are you going to do about this? Well, so here's the interesting thing. I broke my book this week and um, like, and this is book three or mm -hmm, book three. 
no less than four people bastards all turned around to me and said do you think you need to take a day off and I was like no absolutely do not and then they were like do you and I was like oh fuck off so I took a day off and um I sat on my ass and I watched like three movies that were all the trope for this book that's that's still working okay but I'll let you have it (laughs) and do you know what happened I came up with like 12 different ways to fix my book (laughs) (laughs) because you sat on your ass not because I sat on my ass watching movies and I was so yeah. cross about it because I was like the view that this works <laughs> and you know? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you were not even like you didn't have pencil in hand and you were thinking like I'm thinking about my book they were probably just what were the ideas just rolling through your mind as you watched were they presenting mm. themselves or were you going into your brain and grabbing them as I was seeing like certain tropey things or key scenes in the movie, I just made a note in my phone and then put the phone down. So it, it, it was, That's it was less, yeah, it was less like actively deconstructing and more like, oh, I love that scene. I need to make a note, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So in terms of what I'm going to do, I have, commi- this is why I need to redo my production schedule. I am <laughs> going to put a whole week in before I start drafting um where I need to watch a minimum of five movies in the genre Mm. because usually I'm doing input reading like for a while so I'm doing input now for the books that I write in the fall but it's the movies that are like the complete story in a quick amount of time that I also need so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna redo my production schedule to add more time in which isn't really about the work is it's not taking rest but I have a holiday coming (laughs) and 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 what are you going to do on it nothing good that was the answer I was looking for that was a trick question you were I'm going to read no no yeah no we're going to Turkey for two weeks and I'm going to sit on my ass and I'm going to read I'm going to play in the pool with Atlas and then I'm going to read some more and then we're going to play games and then I'm not going to cook anything and somebody else is going to cook for us and it's going to be fantastic (laughs) when do you go on that the 18th of July funny enough like I hit that wall um shortly after we spoke and I was like we're booking a holiday I just don't care how we're just doing it and and so we did uh but yeah so 18th of July we're going for two weeks and I cannot wait 19 days the most predictable way for me to refill that kind of drought is to sit on my ass and read as much as I can and only what I love I'm not reading for work I'm not reading it's only for passion and once the passion dies in a book if I'm like I don't want want to finish this book I throw it into the ocean and never look back like that's it's dead to me yeah it's funny because I was going to take three workbooks and I I had literally just decided that I need to read them before I go so um yeah I'm going to read them before I go because I think when I'm out there I just need to read for for fun Um, pleasure what are the workbooks don't, th- don't forget that thought that's in your head, but now I want to know what books you want to read for work. Oh, they're just for our Patreon masterclass. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, the other thing that I learned is that I don't, this is so sad, but I don't really have anything that isn't work or the gym. And both of those things are draining in different ways. So like, obviously I go to the gym, but that's like draining on a physical level, mm-hmm. um, which is then compounding the drain, the mental drain from work. Mm-hmm. And the the gym has a lot of benefits for me. I sleep better. I'm more positive, like all the rest of it. But actually, um, what I'm finding is that it is compounding the exhaustion at this Mm. point. So I've had to reduce a little bit how much I'm going to the gym. But what I've started doing is bullet journaling 
because I used to oh. do it. Ooh, Ooh, I, love I used this. to do it. And I stopped because I made it an industry. I was like, oh, it's got to be perfect. It has to be perfect and arty. And every everything has to be ticked oh, off and what a perfect. So, yeah, exactly. So um, I, I was like, no, nope, this time, yeah. So I just brought like, and we don't, we don't tell the way, but I spent 36 pounds on stickers. And um, <laughs> 36 pounds on stickers is a, that's a, that's a reasonable start. I felt like it was, but you know, also we're not going to tell her anyway. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Good I bought, and and now I'm like, no, we're allowed to make mistakes in this. This is just for fun. And oh my god, the pennies I have generated. Oh, yeah. So in your bujo, do you are you just tracking things, or are you also like doing little mini journaling? Are you doing what are you doing in there? I have. Um, I am going to do uh, wins for the year. Um, every month I'm doing 30 days or 31 days of gratitude. So one line a day, Mm -hmm. um, I am putting like the planner bit in it. So I put my to-do lists in there reading tracker. Like I saw somebody online, like prints out the little, little book covers and then sticks them in. And like, it's the most laborious, ridiculous thing ever, but it made me fucking happy. So I'm doing it. (laughs) And I brought little star review stickers so I can color in the stars. (laughs) <laughs> like do you see what I mean it's just the that most is... indulgent ridiculous thing ever but it's it brings play joy. it is yeah you're talking about play you're yeah. giving yourself play and I think I think exactly what you're talking about so you had work and the gym both are productive and you enjoy both and they were producing something and the bujo cannot produce anything for you no it is I mean it's helping you it's assisting you it's a tool but you can't sell it you can't commodify it it's just play that's yes. what you need Yes. And it's creative. The point is it's creative because that's who I am. So like to create pennies, it is like, it's a creative thing that creates pennies for me. Like, yes, the competition loves the gym, but Mm -hmm. like the other big part of me needs that creativity. So yeah. Oh, that's that's, beautiful. Yeah. I think that's most of my news, but um, how, I think I think we should talk about how the year is going. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Okay. What did we say? <laughs> what delusional things did we say at the beginning? Well, of no, the year? yours was actually very reasonable. You were <laughs> um, predominantly talking about your connection project. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you were saying um, you wanted to engage in more thoughtful ways um, and connect with like almost mini memoir posts, like on social media. It's kind of exactly um, what I'm doing. I know, like, like a 500 word project. That's like what I'm, that's what I'm diving into. Yeah. Go on, please go on. I'm um, liking this. You also said that you're going to ask current readers what they want, and then you were going to deliver it. I haven't done that because I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to make a note. <laughs> And then you mentioned tracking engagement and using, oh, the last one was using, using your one question decision tree. Oh yeah. No, I've forgotten that one question. <laughs> it was about, does it, is the thing that you're about to do creating connect, meaningful connection? Oh, that was very smart of me. It was. Um, you were so smart. But I think that I, and I, and I, I think I'm honestly doing that. Like the, the whole, this whole crisis of, you know, this mid midlife crisis that I'm going through that, um, I, I wrote this essay about it and I had typed, you know, is this a midlife crisis? Am I in a midlife crisis? But my fingers accidentally typed midlight, midlight crisis. So now I'm thinking about this midlight, what does midlight look like? And every time I sit down, I'm kind of thinking about what 
how I want to connect and what I want to say and, and kind of wait. It's almost like my project right now is the search. I've always had a magnificent goal, like a huge goal, you know, a, a goal that I shouldn't have, a goal that I shouldn't take. And then I go for it. And then I normally get it. And right now I don't have that new goal. And, and somebody told me, <laughs> some, some, some asshole um, who is immediately, you know, right. And I think it was in response to a Patreon that I posted from those 500 word things that I've been, you know, collecting together. Um, she said, maybe your job is just to, is just to wait and listen and search. And I'm like, well, that's stupid, but <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> like, I can't quantify that. I can't. I can't go for that. I almost have to like, just be in the moment and look around and feel because I've gotten myself to the place where I wanted to get. What do you do when you get here? What do you like? What, what is next? And so feeling that and connecting and using that to connect with other people is exactly what I've been doing. You know, I've been, I, um, for me, I think my version of your bullet journal is my uh, morning pages, my journaling, which I'm actually writing about right now. So I'm thinking about this connection. I, they are absolutely useless. There's nothing in them that like it, you couldn't go through them and, and pull out beautiful Rachelisms to share with the world. It's just like, it's just me whining about plans is basically what it is. And then reinventing the wheel. Like every day I whine about plans and I reinvent the wheel because my futuristic is so high that I live completely in the future. And then I even have a practice in my journal and I call it air, which is a for appreciate. So that's basically my gratitude. I is for intention. What is my intention for the day? And R is for remember, because I have to say like, this is a freaking journal. You should, you should like, you had something amazing happen yesterday. Can you please write it down so you can remember that? And it is useless and it is useful only for me. And it is so pleasurable. And then what I get from that is something that I can then think about and write into something that will connect with somebody else. Does that make sense? It sounds so airy fairy, but no, no, I think it's amazing. And it's like super like intentionally connected in a way, because like you are taking the joyful things and finding a way to connect with the readers, right? Yeah. So you're translating it. And I think that's magical. And I think you are fulfilling exactly what your girls were, even if you had forgotten them, <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> it's like your subconscious you was connected familiar. to your consciousness. <laughs> As it should be, as it didn't used to be. Did I have anything else on my list? Um, <clears throat> I confess I only listened to, I just tried to skim the yeah. the section. So that was what I wrote for you. And what and about I just, you? Well, I just realized you were going to ask me that. And um, <laughs> we have a slight issue in that. My journal's down there with the goals in and I'm up here. Oh, and you so cannot bend down to get that. No. I'm going to try no. a squat rather than everybody gonna, watching. This I'm is going to be narrate hilarious. this as um, most people can't. So she's squatting very gracefully, tipping to the side, like the little teapot. But she, she clenched, is. but she clenched. <laughs> it's only because I've been doing so many squats. My glutes are good enough well to pull me back that up. It was, was very, uh, that was very steady, very calm. Yeah. And she's up folks. She's, she, that's a 10 dismount. Oh no, please tell me it's in here. Yeah, you're not going back down there again. <laughs> do you know what if it's not in here I'm gonna cry uh okay so mine were like ugh. okay so just to run very quickly through them it was like loads of fiction books some non-fiction books some courses an audio book um establish a viable fiction pen name 
um continue coaching read more books and then get fiction audio coaching but that has taken a different path now um learn to bake scones haven't done that one yet though I did text my mum this week and ask her to teach me um, good so you took a step toward that yeah I did and 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 I loved that I came back and when I found the goals I was like oh, look, it's oh, goals. that's <laughs> wonderful yeah so I kind of yeah I don't know I kind of feel like I am I, I mean I'm not going to do as many I mean I had three to four fiction books on there and I will have three done which so is I'm, incredible yeah, I mean that's so good. Why am I <laughs> such an asshole to myself? Like I, I just cannot. Know. I just am <laughs> such an asshole. I just can't. Start. Oh, yeah. Just so. So here's something. And when I when I look at rejiggering plans, when I that's when I am redoing goals, I have this thing that I think about constantly, which is I can never be behind in my goals. I can absolutely never be behind in my goals because. If I am behind on my goals, all I do is I replan and I put myself on the day, the square of the calendar where I'm sitting, I am now on time and I'm reaching for these new goals. Have you sat down? You said you were going to rejigger the production calendar, but have you done that? Uh, no, because I literally made the decision today and I've been in bed oh, to that okay. podcast. Yeah, no, okay. but I, funnily enough, that is also what I do. And that's yeah. why I rejigger the, the production schedule so often, because like, mm-hmm. I just like to keep looking forward, not looking um, yes. where we've come from, says my context at 33. Um, so, <laughs> so that's why I'm like, oh, no, no, we have to change. We have to change the, the board. And the funny thing is, I should hit four books, four fiction books by the end of the year. I'd be very, because I'm halfway through the third. Absolutely. No, you will. So, yeah, I reckon I will. Whether or not I do the rest is the question. <laughs> but the fiction is what you were most excited about. The fiction yeah. is where you have been most driven. Tell me about breaking yeah. your book. What did you mean by that? Oh, God. So, <laughs> um, oh, God. Here's what I think happened. Everyone got very excited about GPT. And I am also quite excited about GPT. I think it is amazing. What I failed to take into account was how I think. And so I tried to outline with GPT. And what happened is it shortcut my intellection thinking process. No. Yes. So what happened is whilst I... I yeah, yeah. Explain that. In, explain that in full for people who did just grok it, it gut wise, like I just did. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is, I fed GPT all my ideas, and then it spat out like an outline, which yes. I I pushed to get more detail on, and then when I was happy with it or what I thought was happy with it, I took it at face value and I then sort of transcribed that into my post-its because I work, I have to, I have to have handwritten the outline. I just have to, that is how I work. Then I started writing um, and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, something's wrong here. Not really sure. Let's just keep going. So I got to 40K halfway through this fucking book. And then I was like, yeah, this is very broken. And here's what happened. There were my, so I don't have, I think connectedness. So I have three blues in my mid bucket and connectedness is one of them. And I, and, and all my stories, the characters and subplots and theme, everything has to connect to each other. 
And what happened is when I write, handwrite out the post-it notes, that my brain like has this distributed like cognition that happens between my hand and the pen and the thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm post-it noting, sometimes I'll scrunch them up and go, oh, no, 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 I've got a better idea or I'll connect this here and I'll connect that there. And because I was almost transcribing with a little bit of extra detail what I'd created in GPT, I didn't do any of that connecting. And I didn't realize I hadn't done that connecting um, until I got halfway through the book and was like, where are all the other fucking characters? So far, we've had a lot of fucking between two characters and like <laughs> a little bit of fantasy plot and like not a lot else. And I was like, oh, shit, I've, I, there were so many holes. There were not enough subplots, not not enough subplots well the key subplot that should have been there wasn't really there and basically it was it was very very broken um and I was like I actually can't work with this so um that's when I was like okay we need to stop watch some movies so I watched movies picked out all the things that I should have been doing um and so I've just started re out like I've I have just gone let's pretend I didn't write anything and start again with an outline and then if I can save it I'm gonna save it I think I should be able to save a good chunk but um that was a big mistake I made I love that you're saying this though because what you got was a beautiful glossy product that looked and felt great and and it tricked you into believing it I I once um wrote a synopsis for it was hush little no wait I think it was hush little baby it doesn't matter what it was I wrote the synopsis for to sell the book and I wrote it well and i wrote it what i thought thoroughly and that was basically and i don't plot so this was my outline and uh, my agent loved it and the editor paid for it and then i started writing it and i was like oh i didn't realize that this is a trick this just tricked my intellection into thinking i knew what the book was and i absolutely do not know and it was basically like i'd written this this thriller with a arrow pulsating over the bad person's head the baddie's head and how none of us saw it is because I'm a good writer is because yeah. the synopsis was good. And I, yeah. I, I said, I'll be able to pull this off, but I couldn't pull it off because I haven't, I hadn't thought it through. And GPT, if we are those kind of like, we have to have those neural connections made between the head, the, the head and the hand or whatever, I would absolutely, that's why I'm so freaked out by you saying this. Cause it makes so much sense to me that I could absolutely see myself believing GPT like, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I need, but it's not, it's not full. It's it's maybe yeah. a bucket, but it's not a full bucket. And so here's the thing. I'm not slamming GPT because I actually, uh, absolutely really, not. I it was it. so fun to play with it. And yeah. like, but I think what I need to do is, is like brainstorm with it yes. and like, j- just like talk to it, just, you know, for things like world building or for, you know, like character creation. But then, but then actually I have to really come away and do all of the outlining and like creating that story. I think just with my, my brain and my hand, really importantly with the post-its, like, and that's not to say that other people can or can't, or it's just that I, I, that, or I need somebody yeah. to teach me how to do it better, you know, like, I, because I, I still believe that there are ways to, to to get it to do what I want, but I don't know how to do that. And I fucked it up enough this time that I've scared myself off a little bit. Like I need to, the next outline, I will not be using it at all. <laughs> I've like gone, but, but only because I work no. so quickly. No, I work too quickly. And this is a whole month lost. That's a book. Yeah. Oh, when shit. you can write a book in a month, that's a whole book lost. So I can't, 
I don't, I don't, until I learn more about it. I wanted to do Joe's, um, I, you know, I did it. Uh, did you? Oh, I'm yes. so glad. I, when she's, I just heard her on her podcast this week. She's going to do another one in August. I was like, I'm signing up. I'm signing just up. Just sign up for it because I couldn't attend it live. And now I'm going through it slowly. Like it's, it's literally open on my screen right now. So every time I have like 10 minutes, I go in and look at more. Um, but her connections that she's making are so, so helpful to me to know what different ways I can use it. And like, while you're talking about, yeah, you know, plotting, re-outlining, I would feel free to, like, if I were you to go back and ask questions when you're stuck on the outline, like, can you give me, tw- I love asking questions. Like, can you give me 25 ideas? Cause 24 of them will be wrong. And the 25th will also be wrong, but the 25th will say, it will, will make your brain think of the thing that you need. So use it more like a bouncing off buddy right now as you're building. Yes. Because, and isn't this interesting because Chloe, when I broke the book, Chloe, Ellie, and three other people were like, you, because I was very dramatic, you understand. I was like, no, no, it's broken. I cannot rescue it. I cannot save it. I'm actually like, very like, sad that I missed that that part of the process because I do enjoy that drama. <laughs> I'll Marco Poli you next time. I'm, yes, I'm, please. <laughs> anyway, um, Chloe was like, you do realize that you do this about this point in every single novel? I was like, no, no, yes. no, of course I don't. And then after three people told me that, I was like, all right, fuck off, whatever. Um, but what she said was really interesting. She was like, I don't want to sit down with you and listen to you talk out the plot this time. And I was like, why? And she was like, because you never you never use my ideas. What you do right. is you listen to me talk and then you go, no, 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 no. This is the answer. I'm so going to play just- this for Lala. This is, this is not a fight we've had because it's not an argument. It's just a frustration on her part. She has said yeah. those exact words to me so many times. Oh. She's also the one that pointed out maybe, I don't know, 10 books into my career. She's like, you do this every time. You always think this is the book that you will not complete. And it always is. And I'm tired of it because you always figure it out and you don't take any of my ideas, but you steal what you tell me is wrong. And then you use that in some weird way. And then it's your idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. But I just, I need to be asked the right question. I need to be asked the questions and the que- the questions then get my intellection thinking. It's deeply frustrating for myself. I bet you, but I bet you could ask GPT to ask you questions. <gasps> <sighs> you can say, you could say, act like my partner who has heard this too many times. Can you ask me questions about this book <laughs> what regarding? That? Yes, absolutely. Try it. I feel I feel like a genius for having thought of it. Yeah. Okay. See, now I'm like, oh, maybe I will go back. Try no, to like poke, I do. you can you can you can challenge it. Try to poke intellectual holes in what I'm doing right now. Ask me questions about this scene, or about this plot, or about this character arc. That's a good idea. Okay. Okay, I will do that, and I will also make a note to take Joe's course because I really I'm like I don't want GPT to beat me. <laughs> says number one competition <laughs> I'm like no fuck you you will not beat me I just need to find another way to work with you <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the nice thing is that I think there are so, there's a bajillion ways to work with it you know yeah 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 Oh, that is so just last night I was playing with it um, because I've been trying to approach this Venice memoir for many, many years. And I've always, um, what is her name? Cammie Ostman talks about in memoir, we have the what and the so what, and I've had the what of the Venice book for, for many years, like, cause Venice is, you know, a second home to me, but I haven't had the so what. So I was playing with so what ideas. And I threw this question at it. I was like, um, you know, my favorite, well, one of my favorite Venice books is Joseph Brodsky's watermark where he's just it's just a little memoir about being in Venice in winter I was like what how could I how could I what how could I look at Brodsky's work in terms of my own memoir and it gave me like 15 great ideas 
it was able to do it was able to do that not by using any of his ip but like of course but like looking at themes that were in his book and it was incredible it can do a lot yeah i i and this is why i want to be better at using it like i i was really all like gung-ho trying to use it had the paid subscription Mm -hmm. and then like when i broke my book this week and i was like oh my god why are there so many holes in my brain i was like and it was like it was like cheese holy cheese my brain was the cheese a swiss cheese and there were just these black spots of voids and there was nothing and like i did make another another mistake as well i separated like the, well, this is not important but anyway i made another mistake and i have rectified that mistake now which is a catastrophic structural change in the book but that's not the point um yeah so yeah yeah i do i do i do, do want to sorry i, I want to push back on one thing that you said too and and you can fight with me fight with me um but you said you know a book a month is a book a month? Yeah, oh, I love your face. Just no, I'm gonna fight. That's what Natasha's face is saying. But a month, a month is a book in the best case scenario when all the best leg plans are perfect and you're feeling healthy and other things are not going on. A, mm, is best case a scenario month a book? Is, best case scenario is is twelve working days. Okay. All right. So the last three book three or four. I can't remember now the last three or four books have been between two weeks so 12 working days and 16 working days based on Mm -hmm. me doing a four-day week because of freelance Mm -hmm. and um only working school hours so yes it is like and and like when you yeah I have the data A, a month is a book so that that month includes all of the days that I'm not writing okay no yeah it's not a perfect month it's it's a four-day week it's just school term time uh school school hours yeah um which is why but the thing but obviously I don't write a book every month because I have a lot of green strengths that need input and new stuff and learning and all the rest of it but if I'm writing then the book should be done in a month if that makes sense if I hear everything you're saying data wise yes and Sometimes we have to, sometimes we accidentally walk down the wrong trail because either GPT has fucked us over (laughs) or we're just fucking human and you walk down the wrong trail in a book. And I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing back on. Like a a book a month is fabulous and you're going to be able to do that most of the time. And when you do walk down a path that it takes a couple of weeks out of your schedule, you're not doing it wrong. That's part of the process. Well, yeah, I, I, but I want that front loaded. And I think that's the difference because I've sped up so much in the last two years, I used to have a lot more percolation time and not just percolation, but like a lot more, like I take in and consume a lot more. And, and so that's why I'm saying I have to rejugger my production schedules to have like a really intense week before I start where I'm like just gorging input. Um, And because I'm always reading, like, and that's another thing that I've had to do. Like, I, I went from like, why am I so creatively drained? And uh, because I was like barely reading a book a week to like devouring five (laughs) books in about four days, and I was like, (laughs) that will fix everything. Seriously, (laughs) yeah. that is another way that you play that's like a huge way that you play on a daily daily basis like you have 
that. And yes, it is feeding your creative well. And yes, it is, you, it is essential for work, but it's also something you just enjoy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I have tried to be better at reading because I had gotten quite bad at one point. Yeah. All of these things sound like they're good. They're, they're giving you information on moving forward. Yeah. And like, like I really like having a structure and a system and knowing that things are going to take me approximately this amount of time. And I need to allow this amount of time for, you know, thinking or whatever, like I'm totally okay with having to extend how long it takes me to do a book because I will legitimately include that additional week, like in the timeline. You're building the buffer in, you're building the appropriate buffer in is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And also being far more intentional about what I read. So like the the next series is a vampire series and like I've all, I'm already binge reading vampire books, get everything I can get my hands on. I'm I'm reading. So you're doing the vampire. You love vampires. Oh my God. So much. I'm literally like, (laughs) Well, literally like jigger, jiggery, that's so excited. <laughs> okay. So then the, the current series, how many books will that be total? Four? Three. No. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh, so, but, but you're talking about the fourth book and that just means the fourth book in your production. Yes. Schedule. Okay. Yes. All right. Fourth book in my production schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth and fiction. The, yeah. 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 I was, I was thinking fiction. Um. So then the vampire series, do you, do you have that planned out for like three books or? Yes. Yes, because I'm stealing something from Twelfth Night. So um, one was born a vampire, one had vampirism thrust upon her, and <laughs> one chose vampirism. And so it's like the three houses, and so the three strands of vampire. Yeah, and then like there's going to be like the academy, like sort of John Wick type hunter, John Wick meets Blade type hunters, who obviously they're going to fall in love with and bang loads because it's lesbian spice. <laughs> But I'm keeping the mansions. I'm keeping the magical mansions. So I've already threaded in like the line of um, like where this city is in the story. And I'm just trying to figure out how to include one character in this third book for the new series. Yeah, exactly. So they are interconnected, but not connect, connect. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. See the connected thing, right? Like it's down in my mid bucket, but I tell you, I tell you, I love connectedness books. Love them. Mm. so yeah you're doing well you're you're doing so 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 well apart from being physically broken broken in half yeah (laughs) literally yeah (laughs) so wait my morning so it's your night so that's good at least you can go to bed and sleep yeah Uh, I wanted to ask did you read um because what in in the uh January episode we talked about books that we were going to read and one of them was something brevity like simple brevity or smart brevity smart brevity yeah yes. did you read it um yes and i really like it and i find it incredibly difficult um to do in my own work because i'm, the, I'm absolutely smart brevity is the antithesis of who i am but here's something that i'm using gpt4 gpt4 for um I, so in this essay that I'm going to be sending for my Patreon today, I know that there are just some places that I'm too wordy and I could look at it for, you know, 10 minutes and fix those two sentences. Or today I'm going to start, I, I tried it a little bit last night and it was working pretty well. Um, I fed it some of my own work. So it knows my voice. Mm. I fed it quite a bit of my own work. And then I'm going to throw in those, those sentences or those pieces of paragraphs that are just not working and say, can you write this in a more, it, it, with more brevity, uh, keeping voice, tone, and meaning 
but can you make the sentence more directive and impactful by shortening it? And it does a good job. It does a good job. Yeah, and then oh of course God, I, I edit that. that. I don't take exactly what it is. And then I edit that, but it, but it turns it around because I get stuck. You know how we get stuck spiraling on sentences mm-hmm. or paragraphs. And that's, it, that is shortening my process. I use it like that with my blurbs. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love it for that. Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Oh, I, I love So did that. you read that... Smart Brevity? No, but I, but when I was listening to the episode, I was like, oh, yeah. I want to read that one. So Let's, I have because... actually just put it on my because I've already kind of forgotten it. So I will reskim it and look at my highlights. Okay. And then yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. it next time. Okay, it's, yeah, also, perfect. it's also a very short book because it really tries to keep itself to smart brevity. But oh, um, I love it, it is when I think about using smart brevity and I actually use it in my emails, um, I get such a higher click rate. It is insane. The number of, of clicks that go up. So it's, it's it works. Yeah, I have been trying to when I have, I haven't been very consistent, Burn, burning too, too, too low. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that has gone is, is the newsletters. But when I do send them, I am getting a significantly higher open rate and email responses because I play with like white, you know, if it was yes, in a book, the it's the space. white space you're playing yes. with. Yeah. Um, and I do that intentionally in there, mm-hmm. uh, but, but also I find it easier because that's kind of how I talk. Like I, you <laughs> Like yeah. I speak aggressively, you know, like, and there's like one sentence, one word sentences or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I speak so, in a meandering way with 147 words per <laughs> sentence. So that's the way I write. I, and I, don't want to change, I mean, I won't, I won't change that. That is my writing style. That is my voice. But sometimes I confuse even myself. Like when I just, where were you going with the sentence? And yeah. Okay. I have a question. Which of your strengths do you see most in your prose? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to just bring it up really quick and just glance at my top 10. Which do I see? Most of my, I love this question. Uh, It is uh, positivity for sure, for sure. And connectedness, which is eight. Um, So I I always forget that I have that so high. And um, I think positivity and connectedness, because I wrote a book that's called Splinters of Light. It's not a spoiler. The woman learns in the beginning of the book that um, she's dying. She has early onset. Uh, Alzheimer's and she will, you know, die a terrible death. And everyone who read it was like, oh, it was so warm and cozy. She doesn't die at the end. She's, you know, still on her way to dying, but they're like, oh, it's so comforting. How, how did I get positivity into that book? But that is my voice. That is what people say. I feel warm and loved and cared for, even if you're writing about hard things. So I think it's the positivity. That's a good question. Have you? Have you ever have you ever deconstructed how you're doing that so that you can no. do it more if that's what no. readers love? I have never, um, but I might try to use the patented. I can never say that word. Patented Sasha Black method of doing ah. it. I have no idea well, what it is. Well, I'm just curious because, like, I was talking to somebody today about like voice and brand, and mm-hmm. that like over the course of a career, when we start. Um, basically we're very mechanical with trying to create brand it's a lot of like colors and like imagery and like who are your comps and what are your top keywords and that kind of stuff and then over the course of your career you develop something that's like gestalt it's like the whole is more than the sum of the parts and it's like a feeling and an emotion but you can't really articulate that in the beginning and like you know like if if someone were to ask me what like this person was like can you articulate 
to somebody who's brand new to your books, what they will like go away. I can't remember quite the phrasing. And I was like, yeah, when they buy my book, they also need to buy a hand fan. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And probably not read it at work. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and, and anyway, where I was going with this. We were talking about building brand and gestalt and where your voice comes from and how do you know, how do you deconstruct how you do that? Yeah. But anyway, so, oh, so this is it. So if, if that, if those are the strengths that you're putting into your work, like how, I don't know, I suppose it's a question to your intellection. Like how can you identify those places where you've done that in order to almost like inject steroids in it so that you can mm-hmm. do that to the max. So it's basically like buttering. Yeah. Your, but buttering your specific your skill. Specific voice. Yeah. I'm going to, ha- I really will think about that. I'm going to journal about this. Um, oh, please because mark I think, me and let me know. Yeah. yeah. Let's, and let's maybe try to remember to talk about this next time after we've thought about it too, because um, I think what that does is kind of like when we're appealing to universal fantasies, if you know what your readers love about you, then you can trigger it. You can, you can seed it with these triggers, these trip wires that they're going to trip over, which is going to make them happy. And it's going to make the, the readers who would most identify with your voice, who you want to bring into you also stumble over those trip wires and have this explosion of what they want and need. If you can think about it rather than just letting it happen, which is what I've always done. Is it the same for your fiction and nonfiction? It's exactly the same. And, and can we go okay. back to GPT for a second? Yeah. Um, because I was playing with his Venice book and then I just got like, I was just, I was just fucking around. And I, I said like, you know, give me sample chap- chapter titles. And then it was talking about dealing with architecture of Venice. And I said, um, write in the voice of a, you know, best-selling memoirist that has heart and lyricism, the story of when you anonymously bought a gondola ride for a very young, very in love couple that you saw at the pizzeria where you're sitting outside, which is what I did one time. And I just watched them take this ride and it wrote it. And it was so, it was, it was absolutely not my voice. And I was like, that's kind of beautiful, but it's not my voice. And then what I did was I fed it a 4,000 word piece that I'd written on Venice in another place. I said, here's a, here's my writing style. Rewrite that story, that, 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 that piece that you just wrote in my voice. And it did it. And it was, it was absolutely not what I could use. I couldn't have taken it out and used it without editing, but it was really close. And what it did, this is the point is that it had this like very close to cheesy feeling. And I think that that's where my voice rides the edge. Like GPT couldn't pull off my voice because it went cheesy. When I do my voice right, it goes it goes to warmth and reassurance and comfort. But it could tip over to cheesy if I did if, if I just like used one wrong word. But it was astonishing at how it could direct it it could pick up that that was my voice. Cheesy and reassuring. Have you, have you asked it to describe your voice? No. Gonna gonna do <laughs> gonna do that as soon as we hang up. Please tell me what it said. I would love to know. (gasps) Because it knows. It obviously knows because it rewrote its own voice to match my voice. And then one funny thing that it did was it just kind of got confused. And I said, rewrite that that chapter um, for me again in this way. And it just, it, it said, 
uh, I don't know what chapter you're talking about. I said the one just up the page, go ahead and rewrite that one. He said, okay, I'm going to do that. And then it rewrote a new chapter that was like about a gondolier who's like gondola sank. And I'm like, you're lying to me. You're just lying now. You're like, I know the story. I'm going to tell it to you. <laughs> you have to make it remember. You have to tell it to remember. But do, do you see, it is amazing. I do love it. I do yeah. love GPT, just not yeah. for outline. For me. <laughs> But it could act like Chloe. It could act like Chloe sometimes for you. Yes. Yes. And that does actually give me hope because I definitely think it's brilliant for some things. I just need to, I just need someone to hold my hand and show me how to do it. (laughs) The Joanna. We're talking about, we're talking about Joanna Penn has a podcast called the creative pen and she has been running these AI in-person live zooms um, where she sits down and shows her screen while she basically builds a book while you're there it's so oh my god I, cool. li- I, I, I I'm so mad at myself for missing the, the June ones I I am when she um said it on the podcast I think it was Monday or last week's so I forget when I heard it I was like yeah you know <laughs> what though yeah you're gonna love it it's gonna be perfect it's gonna it's gonna it's going to reignite what you can use it for for yourself yeah and what you don't want to use it for which is outlining at this point <laughs> at this point <laughs> exactly oh I think that was yeah yeah I I have been one of the things I I I nudge Becca to talk about occasionally is like what strengths look like in prose because I find it so fascinating oh wait did you answer that for me what are your strengths in prose in your I don't think I did but I'm now indie authors when I read their books I'm trying to pick out what their strengths are and sometimes I get it right yeah oh Oh, no no but in their books she doesn't no I know I know but she does it like for movies and stuff Oh, yeah, yeah, no, um, but, yeah, how she like, does that when but... I read their fiction. Whoa, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so smart. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, now I read you? certain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I think it's slightly different for fiction and nonfiction. So I think for nonfiction, it's learner competition, which is the one that can break everything down and explain how to. Mm-hmm. And it's very definitely that combination. And I think there's probably a bit of self-assurance in there. That's the, oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck, like just definitely. the whole snarky dick jokes kind of. So I think that's those three. I'm still trying to work it out for the fiction. I'm pretty sure it's competition, command and activator. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's those three. Yeah. But also maybe a, a hint of self-assurance in the characters. And also I'm going to say with the connectedness from coming up from the middle, like pushing, tying those top strengths into this little juicy knot that is your books. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a wraparound. Exactly. A little teeny tiny blue bow <laughs> for my poor dead heart. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, all right. So next month, next month we'll talk about um, smart brevity, and um, we'll talk about we'll talk about this idea of specific. uh, uh, I don't know. We'll just continue maybe talking about GPT and how it could help us. And I want to know where do you where do you expect to be? You're going to be on holiday. So you're not going to get very much done, and that's okay. You're planning. Yeah, well. We will have to talk offline about when we record because yeah. I am going to be away the whole end of July. So either we will, I can, I, well, I'm taking my laptop, so, but I won't, I'm not taking my mic. So either it will be me on shit audio or we'll wait till we get back. We'll, we'll deal with that offline. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So listeners, it might be late. (laughs) I might be late and that is okay because Sasha will be on holiday. Oh, and I think I'm going on like, I'm going on a five-day break right then too. Um, Oh, so we definitely need to talk. Okay, we'll talk offline. A little holiday. Okay. All right. Happy writing. You're amazing. Thank you for looking up the beginning of the year. That was very, very awesome. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.